It's the Redirect Podcast. Search industry research, discussion, and analysis from the Black Truck Media and Marketing Headquarters. And now, redirecting you to the Black Truck Team. Welcome to episode 67 of the Redirect Podcast. It's Friday, February 22nd, 2019. I'm Jason Dodge, founder of Black Truck Media and Marketing. I'm joined this week by the newest member of the Black Truck team, Lauren Milligan. Welcome, Lauren. Awesome. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate the introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought we would... Uh, it's It's been uh, a few weeks since we released a podcast as we kind of retool some things, maybe the way that we're, we're going about it. I think we're going to step back from just producing uh, a podcast every single week because if you have produced podcasts or content of any kind, you know that it's uh, a challenge to keep up with that, the cadence of it. So we're probably going to flip to every other week, and and uh, but that's okay too. I think it'll allow us to focus on uh, creating some more really, really quality content. But uh, I really wanted to take this time and kind of maybe talk a little bit more about not just your background, Lauren, but uh, kind of what you've seen change the most, you know, 2018, as we head into 2019, what are the biggest things, but um, I guess real, real big thing. So you bring six years of digital strategy to the Black Truck team, which is awesome. Um, but kind of give me, I guess, 30,000 foot view, you know, bio of, of, of Lauren for, for everybody that listens, because your voice will be heard on the podcast moving forward, obviously. So, yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> Um, as you pointed out, six years of experience, I kind of started out, um, you know, really just taking on projects as they came through mm-hmm. various internships and that sort of thing. So for those of you listening that are familiar with the downtown market of Grand Rapids, I sat on the board there um, as an intern and then they had various responsibilities, um, social media management, mm-hmm. some digital management, that sort of thing. And I saw that as an opportunity to really kind of get my... Uh, um, get myself integrated, um, you know, and be a part of the team. And then they allowed me to take on some of those responsibilities. So it started from that point that I got introduced to AdWords, analytics, mm-hmm. you know, how to run a good digital campaign, essentially. Yeah. At the time, they were monitoring, um, they were running a fundraising campaign. So they needed to do an online platform to allow them to accept donations for custom um, plaques, essentially, for the mm-hmm. market. So some really cool, unique problems that I got um, my hands in on. And um, from there, you know, really enjoyed uh, digital campaigns and kind of what they could deliver and the um, different components of that. Um, so that has since evolved into doing some more projects for people. Eventually, I went to work for an agency where... The agency side is different than in-house. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, it's very different from freelancing. Um, so at the agency, I was uh, started out working predominantly on AdWords, uh, paid search campaigns, that eventually um, evolved into some other things that were um, SEO related, a lot of um, consulting that was related to organic social, paid social. Um, so pretty diverse in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we worked with a lot of different clients that weren't only, um, so some of them were demand-based, oh, such yeah. as, uh, you know, tree removal. Yeah. Pretty simple, high, right? But high lead generation, very reactive versus proactive type industries. Exactly. So the clients that I worked with at this agency um, were kind of all all over the board, really, which was really fun for me to um, experiment and learn different things in certain areas. So as I mentioned, the tree removal service, pretty straightforward. You know, there's a tree in your house, you get out your phone, and you call the person that comes up the first, right, or the first response. 
Um, there are other opportunities that I had, such as launching some social media campaigns, or sorry, social media platforms, which then we ran campaigns to generate beta users. Oh, nice. For the platform. To get some user user testing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And proof of concept. Okay. Right? Just to, yeah. to say, like, we have this idea for a social media platform. How can we see if there's any market adoption? So so the idea the idea there, kind of segueing, but I think this is a good conversation to, to kind of share a little bit more about your background, but just certainly how maybe you think in process, but you're thinking more along the lines of, Utilizing maybe existing digital platforms as a research tool, as a means of researching versus, say, what would have been traditionally done in, excuse me, traditional market research Mm -hmm. using uh, things such as AdWords or user testing and stuff like that to see how individuals are going to react to an application, software, Mm -hmm. what they're most interested in or less interested in. No, you're absolutely right. So when I was directing the research department of the agency, um, one of the things that I would always talk about when um, doing surveys or things of that nature is try not to ask hypothetical questions because mm. people don't know why they make most of the choices they do. True. Um, you know, we make motions or we make choices based on emotional um, factors, and then we rationalize the decision after the fact. Mm-hmm. So to your point, um, I've used Facebook ads to um, prove or disprove changes in branding. Um, you know, what I'm looking for is not so much, um, would you buy from this company if they were to make this change? Let's measure actionable, um, you know, things that take place in the marketplace essentially. Mm -hmm. So run some ads, do some AB testing. Um, that's better than any kind of focus group you can get in my opinion, because it's legitimately happening. Yeah. Yeah. Those people aren't, those people aren't paid to be there necessarily, Mm -hmm. right? We're all there at our own free will. It's just happens that people are marketing to yeah, us. Yeah, it's a double blind. Yeah. No, that's really great. That's awesome. What would you say, I guess, in um, definitely sharing about maybe a little bit more on the empathetic side of, of customers and whatnot, and, and some of that comes from probably uh, just customer service experience, right? Everybody talks about the everybody should have a sales job. I'm, I kind of tend to be the other side of it and say I don't think everybody should have a sales job. I think everybody <coughs> should have a customer service job. Sure. And I know you certainly have have those skills and stuff, especially through your college years and stuff. But what do you think, what do you think customer service provides you with like those types of jobs, those types of skills provide you with as a marketer that other types of jobs don't, don't, you know, in order to provide good customer service, you have to have a deep understanding of what the customer wants to, in order to um, align and meet their expectations. So that means you need to be a good listener. You need to understand their pain points or where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to understand what their goal is or where they're trying to get. So as an example, um, I worked at a wine shop for years. Mm. Wine is something that a lot of people know they're supposed to buy or it's a very, it's a very social <laughs> right. thing, right? You don't want to look um, dumb you know, when you're asking for recommendations. It's this or even complex picking it up. yet basic thing. Yeah, and you know, everybody knows that there's a huge... Um, you know, heritage of, of um, you know, knowledge. There's just a lot of deep understanding around it. Um, no one wants to invest the time to understand it because why? I mean, really, you're just, con- it's a consumer product, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so getting back to customer service, um, you know, you have to understand, I, I had a, I developed a way to kind of um, identify what they were looking for when they were trying to find mm. a line. You know, were they looking to um, impress someone with their knowledge? And if that's <laughs> the case, then you give them a little bit of a story about the bottle of wine. Right, so then they can carry that story on and look really good in front of their friends. Yeah. Um, maybe they were looking to, you know, 
uh, find a great value, you know, and, and not everyone wants to tell you, like, I'm just looking for the most expensive bottle for the least price. Yeah. So you have to be sensitive to that fact. But if you can identify what their end goal is, then you're able to deliver a much better product. And, you know, as you can probably tell, we're overlapping on a lot of terms of marketing. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it transcends over into marketing a ton, right? You're, you're trying to understand what, what it is the person is looking for that, you know, in most cases, it's, well, I need a bottle of wine. In some cases, they might know they, they want a, a red or they want a, a cab or a blend or a white, but they don't really know, they don't really know exactly why mm-hmm. they're, they're buying what they're buying. Um, I would say that, you know, my wine palette is decent at best. There are certain blends and, and uh, brands that I like, but, um, but trying to get to the, the root cause of, of why, and that's something we talk about just a ton here, especially in search marketing, is that for the most part, defining what a person is looking for should be fairly straightforward for people, but really understanding why and being able to connect the dots from A to B is extremely important and I think to your point the customer service side allows you to have the, the more empathetic approach and really understand you know okay is this is this person um, uh, buying a new car because there's broke down and they have to get a new one mm-hmm. are they buying it because um, you know they uh, they they have better financial means now maybe it's a new job or a growing family or whatever it mm-hmm. is there's so. different phases in that person's life or journey that lead them down the path then it's no different bottle buying a bottle of wine to buying a car buying a home uh it's a journey or a path to purchase and you're Absolutely. you're helping them along with that okay cool <clears throat> so what would you say i guess in terms of you know what you experienced maybe just in the past year like we i think search changes so much you know so we take in bite-sized chunks and snippets so in 2018 Things that that were, you know, maybe executed really well, saw success that you think may or may not uh, have merit, kind of now or moving forward. Like, what do you mm. what do you think that is there a big anything that that is on your mind or you've read that that you're just kind of like I, I I think this could be a good a good thing moving forward. Mm. We're, I mean, trust me, we're we're, we're okay making predictions here that don't <laughs> stick. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Feel free to. Uh... You know, I guess... Throw you under the bus on yeah, this one? Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, a couple of things that I have noticed um, that I guess I'm paying close attention to is the grab at real estate, um, you know, in the, the SERP results for things like, you know, home advisors doing this with mm. buying up, you know, so service-based companies, contractors. Um, so, in other words, these listing sites like Home Advisor, mm-hmm. uh, Clutch.co is another one, yep. you know, they rank for keywords like and best house, ad agency. House, yep. yep. Yeah, house is a great example, okay? So, um, you know, these are, are digital platforms or, or websites that are doing a really good job at ranking for these broad keywords or um, just, you know, covering a lot of real estate, basically. Mm-hmm. So is it that, you know, do you want to compete with house or do you want to compete within house, unfortunately, you know, with other people? And I think that that might be a layer of search that, um, you know, we need to look into down the road. So you're looking at, you're saying like the third, third party aggregator sites as a means of, of helping deliver traffic within, um, in this case, a specific industry vertical niche, exactly. right? Home improvement. Um, hmm. I, I would, I would say that's an, that's a real, that's an interesting idea. We've 
recently, ironically enough, is totally nothing I feel that we do on the Redirect podcast is really planned. So um, we were doing looking at some analytics recently for one of our clients in a project we were involved in that was more, um, you know, would probably fall under the home improvement or at least home goods type things. Uh, a fairly predominant presence on house, mm-hmm. meaning majority of their images, majority of um, their galleries and everything. What's crazy about it is, is they were sending more traffic to house from their site than house was driving back to their site. And we're talking about a brand that has a, a, a pretty, again, a pretty predominant um, kind of presence or role in their category. Um, very little traffic being driven from that platform. So to kind of argue your point is, yeah, I think there's opportunity there from a brand recognition perspective. But are, are people really um, taking action mm-hmm. while on that platform? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, not only are they taking action, but you're literally driving to a place where all your competitors are. The platform Correct. makes it very easy to um, to bounce from yep. your page to another. Yep. They're quite literally advertising other companies right next to yours. Um, so that going, kind of goes back to, do I sell on Amazon or yeah. do I do my own e-commerce site? Yeah. There are pros and cons to both. Join them, beat them. Yeah. How do you feel about, um, so in the same, in the same tone, we've discussed it before in the redirect about, um, we were talking about more local search and, you know, we could argue whether or not all searches are local to some degree, Mm. but when you throw a geo modifier on a search, so, uh, let's say, uh, you know, best Mexican restaurants, Grand Rapids, where we're, where we're based here in Michigan, Mm -hmm. um, or best Mexican restaurants, you know, Seattle, um, what you tend to see is the aggregator sites. And uh, so you see the Yelps of the world, the open tables, TripAdvisors, etc. Yep. Uh, top 10s, 2019's Those best of, really popular, yeah. versus uh, the actual individual business. Whereas when you say, um, you know, best Mexican restaurant near me, by me, um, you start to see uh, a different result. You see less of the aggregator sites and more of the individual uh, local shops, mom and pops, and that type of thing. Um, do you think the same would play with within that that category you were talking about? Within the, I think what's going to happen, um, and it already is. You know, you've got two different um, uh, things going on. You have the the companies that are optimizing on search mm-hmm. and they're going based off the reactions from people that are doing the searches to try and get in front of those people. But then we're also continuously learning how um, online search works. So yeah. we are um, evolving our search terms to get what we want. And that's why we're doing things like near me to even get more refined and yeah. to try and eliminate some of those top 10. Cause that's not what we're looking for. We right. quite literally just want the business. Yeah. And um, so, you know, it's kind of like, just in, in, in exchange of language, you know, if I am continually asking for something and you're not responding, we have a miscommunication, I'm going to try something else. Yeah, and obviously, obviously, if I was a, uh, a restaurant or, uh, or any kind of service-based business that, uh, you know, I'm wondering why I'm not included in that top list, mm-hmm. I would certainly look at that as an opportunity uh, from an, uh, what we would call an off-page or off-site mm-hmm. uh, opportunity to go after um, but almost what you're you're saying is don't lose sight of what's happening 
on your own site either because if if you're if you're not taking if you're focusing so much time and attention on say growing your presence on presence on house or Angie's list or name your name your flavor, um, and you lose sight of what you're doing on your own site, uh, there's an opportunity to kind of fall off the map there too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you are um, you're giving house and these aggregators a lot of um, uh, weight, I guess, or, or responsibility to understand. So you're basically tasking them with understanding what online searchers are looking for. Yeah. Um, they might be optimizing towards the totally wrong keywords. Right. Right. You know, I mean, you might be a new home builder yeah. and you know, really houses more so going towards renovators, contractors, these yeah. things, that's not a good audience for you. So yeah. you still have to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, um, you know, it's not just relying on these aggregators. You have to do your own due diligence, do the keyword research, understand what your audience is looking for. Yeah, no, totally get it. I think that's really good. And, and I think to to kind of sum that up and, and wrap it up there really is you're, you're saying that it's, it is and, uh, you know, search is constantly evolving mm-hmm. and it's much more than just keywords and links. It's, it is the, the human factor that we talk about here um, and, and kind of talk about frequently on this podcast, but it's it's very much we we have to be more like uh, like psychologists of the web, if you will, and and really understand how human behavior is, and and that it's an omni-channel world. So I have multiple yeah. multiple touch points, multiple opportunities to reach someone before they make a decision. Um, that maybe uh, focus on your own brand and site first, but then maybe a next a next step is what are these other what are these other verticals that you can go out and own and uh, and kind of run with it from there. So sweet, Absolutely. awesome. Well. I think we're gonna we're gonna try and keep this one kind of short this time, but I appreciate you sharing some not only background on yourself, but definitely uh, really good insights. Uh, so we're excited to have Lauren on board with our team, um, and uh, also you know again another voice to uh, jump in and out of the uh, the redirect podcast here moving forward and, and sharing some insights. So uh, until next time, good luck. Awesome, thank you. This has been the Redirect Podcast. Check out the show notes at blacktruckmedia.com and add us on iTunes and Stitcher.